It sucks because a lot of positions do a lot for their team, but specifically speaking for the running back position, we do do a lot. And you just want to be treated fairly, you know, appreciate it for what you bring to the team. It's never about yourself. It's about the team. It's all about the wins. You want to make sure at the end of the day, you guys are winning games. You want to win championships. So you just hope that, you know, the organization sees that value and everything that you're trying to provide, not only to the team, but also to the community. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You just heard from Colts running back Jonathan Taylor right there talking about the value of running backs and how, well, there is no value right now for running backs in the National Football League. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Joining us now on the phone lines to talk all things NFL is our good friend Tyler Dragon from USA Today. And Tyler, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Always appreciate you. And you heard JT right there talking about the devaluation of the running back position. Is there a point when they can get back and actually start to get a little bit of love and get a little bit of money back in their pockets? Yeah, I really do feel sorry for the running back position because really, if you look at it, uh, they are touched the ball the second most right after the quarterback position. But you look in recent years and the position has really been devalued. Yes, it's become more of a passing league, but running the football is still valuable to all teams. And you see a lot of teams uh, getting these pass-catching running backs and passing the ball uh, uh, to them. So they are still a very valuable position. However, their shelf life is not as long as all the other positions, uh, primarily on the offensive side of the football, and that's why you see uh, the the valuation of running backs um, in recent memory. Uh, I was just at the Los Angeles Chargers minicamp in Austin, Eckler was talking about how, uh, you know, he was holding out at the very beginning of the off-season workouts and because of his contract dispute. And he had to settle for just uh, over $1 million in incentives. And right. he's one of the best running backs in the National Football League. Uh, do I see this changing? Uh, not unless the running backs as collectively uh, go to the NFLPA and, you know, try to fight this and maybe um, get their rookie contracts, you know, bolstered a little bit. Um, Because really it's that first four years on a uh, running back's contract, that's really what the NFL teams really look at because after their first contract, it seems as though teams are like, okay, we're going to just draft another running back rather than re-signing you to a a big payday. Do you think that a solution could be having shorter contracts, even as rookies for running backs? Yeah, that's another, um, you know, idea that I've seen tossed around, but you would have to change, you know, uh, the rookie, uh, wage scale and you know that would have to be uh you know something that the nfl and the nfl pa uh go ahead and look at maybe two years uh, instead of a four-year deal but then you know later on you're going to have other positions right you know uh, raise gripes about their contract so you know that might set a precedent uh that the nfl does not want but right now, it's really a shame because these running backs, you see a lot of them that, you know, are very vastly underpaid. And you see a lot of veterans that are uh, have, 
you know, a lot of miles in the league, but are still productive, like a Kareem Hunt, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, to a lesser extent, Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're still free agents, and most recently, Dalvin Cook, right. uh, big uh, salary cap casualty. So uh, it's really just the state of the running back position right now. They, they've really been devalued by the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, then you got guys holding the franchise tag like Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs here in Vegas, and obviously they haven't signed their deal yet. I know Tony Pollard had the franchise tag, but he signed it immediately, but he was coming off an injury, so there's a little something different there. You mentioned Dalvin Cook, and this will be the last question on running backs. Where do you think he ends up? Oh, man, I, I know there's a uh, you know, fascination with him and the Miami Dolphins. He's from the South Florida area, and I think he will be an excellent addition in Miami. So I think they're the leaders in the clubhouse. Uh, a dark horse team that I would uh, keep an eye on um, is maybe the Kansas City uh, Chiefs oh, or wow. if the, um, maybe the Rams want to throw some money because they've lost a lot of talent. I can see those two teams maybe, you know, kicking the tires and seeing if uh, if Dalvin Cook is interested. But I think the favorite right now is the Miami Dolphins. I swear I see Kansas City's name pop up on every list, (laughs) right? There's every guy that's available. It's like, hey, Kansas City's interested. Kansas City's it. Of course they are. And why wouldn't they be interested in Kansas City? Tyler Dragon is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So I want to take you to Buffalo now because there's been a lot of back and forth is he there? Is he not there? Talking about Stephon Diggs. One day he wasn't, but he took his physical, and then he wasn't there, and then he was there, and he practiced, and everything was good. What in the world's going on? What what's what? It feels like some kind of disconnect between maybe him and Josh Allen, or just him and the organization. What's going on in Buffalo? Well, really, it's, I, I put a lot of the blame on Sean McDermott mm-hmm. because at his press conference, he said he was very concerned and really didn't elaborate uh, why he was concerned other than uh, Diggs was not at mandatory minicamp. And then within 24 hours, he was like, oh, it's a, it's a non-issue. I'm not concerned at all. Well, just yesterday you were raising the alarms mm-hmm. and ringing the alarm saying you were very concerned. So it, it's really a bizarre situation. However, uh, I do take the coach at his word now, even though he didn't, did a 180 saying it's a non-issue. I really do want to hear from Stephon Diggs to see, um, you know, what was exactly going on during uh, that brief time at a mandatory minicamp. But uh, it seems as though that it was not a contractual issue and um, cooler heads did prevail and hopefully uh Late next month in training camp, he will be there, be on time, and participating in the field. But all signs are pointing that he will be. What about Buffalo as far as their window? We always talk about there's a window to win. Where are they at right now? Everyone talked last year like they were going to be the Super Bowl champs. We know that there was a lot of emotions, a lot of things that happened in Buffalo last year, including the situation with DeMar Hamlin. Where are we with Buffalo and their win-now win window? Uh, their window is closing. I will say that it is still open, though. They have a top-five quarterback in the NFL, but the AFC is just getting better. You already have Aaron Rodgers that's in that division now. Um, you would assume the Baltimore Ravens are going to be better in the AFC North, and, of course, Cincinnati Bengals. And the, then you have the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs in the division in the conference, along with the Los Angeles Chargers of the world. So, 
It's going to be tough for the Bills, um, but they can hang their hat on that they have a top-five quarterback. Uh, they still have Stephon Diggs, as long as he can remain healthy, and a closer on defense, although he's getting a little bit longer in the tooth than Von Miller. They still have the ingredients to be a contender in the AFC, but the AFC is going to be a gauntlet. Uh, it seems like all the best quarterbacks in the NFL are on the AFC uh, side and pretty much all the best teams aside from maybe the Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers are in the AFC. Yeah, they are. And then you talk about Cincinnati and you look at Kansas City and this rivalry continues to grow and grow and grow. And just the other day, Joe Burrow said Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. He's not wrong. But then Jamar Chase came out and said, hey, the best quarterback in the league is Joey B. So he's cutting for his guy. How great is this rivalry that's, that's really brewing between Cincinnati and Kansas City? Oh, yeah. It, it's turning into, you know, this age's uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady rivalry. These are arguably the two best quarterbacks in the league. I, I know there's no argument that Patrick Mahomes is the best in the league, but is it Joe Burrow? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Justin Herbert? Those three seem to be neck and neck at number two. But, yes, these two teams do not like each other, been a part of the past few AFC championship games. Uh, but Kansas City has all the hardware, and the Bengals have not won a Super Bowl in the franchise's history. So uh, they do still have the last laugh. In fact, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are uh, sporting their rings tonight when they uh, receive them in a ceremony in Kansas City. But this is one of the best rivalries uh, in football, and that is really good for the game because it is a new rivalry, and it's not going anywhere for a while because both quarterbacks are still in their 20s. They're getting their rings tonight. Is that is that normal? Did I? I mean, look, the Raiders haven't got a ring. I mean, I wasn't covering the Raiders when the last time they got a ring, so I wouldn't know. But is that normal that they get a ring in June, middle of June? Yeah, I mean, it, it, when you win the Super Bowl, you can make your own rules. Now they point. will raise the banner <laughs> during Week One. You know that kickoff game. Yeah. But, you know when when you get jewelry, you can make your own rules, and you got Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and company, two Hall of Famers. In their own right, they deserve it. They deserve to have a big celebration after mini camp. Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> you know, you win it all, you make the rules. I'm, I'm okay with that. Tyler Dragon is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I did want to ask you about San Francisco and their quarterback position. Uh, what do you make of that quarterback position? Uh, who's going to be there under center week one? And where do you think Brock Purdy is right now? Well, it's Brock Purdy's position to lose. Um, and you know, I, I do think his health is somewhat of a concern, but all word out of San Francisco is that he's trending in the right direction and should be available uh, maybe at the end of training camp, maybe at the start of the regular season, but they're still keeping a loose timetable on that. Uh, so I'm really interested to see um, who's going to win that backup battle between Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. Uh, they signed Sam Darnold to push Trey Lance uh, and even Brock Purdy if he uh, remains uh, injured. So, you know, I do think Brock Purdy is going to be quarterback one. Uh, that franchise has said as much during, the regu- uh, during uh, you know, this offseason. However, if Trey Lance continues to improve, continues to, you know, develop his skills as a pocket passer um, and his accuracy – he can eventually be the quarterback that the 49ers hope 
he would be when they uh, traded and spent a lot of capital to get him. All right, final question for you, Tyler. This may be the most important question. It's not the most important question, but it's one that I'm pretty curious about, and that's the NFL supplemental draft. It looks like that's coming back. It hasn't been around since 2019. Why is it coming back now? Have you heard? So I, I know they want to get you know more players, um, you know, getting into the NFL. And you know the owners' meetings, they all they all try to get these innovative ideas and yeah. whatnot, and all try to improve the game. So I, I think that this is something that you know they regretted getting away with, mm-hmm. and now that you know they've got a couple some momentum and you know some interest back in the supplemental draft, I believe that they you know want to see if they can bring it back. So, you know, I haven't heard a whole lot about it, right. but I do think it is a pretty good idea. Well, I just remember the Raiders' last guy that they got in the supplemental draft won Terrell Pryor, quarterback Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking yeah. I remember thinking how good of an idea that was going to be, and, uh, well, it just didn't shake out that way. But it is what it is, so the supplemental draft is sometimes you get a guy, sometimes you don't. There's been, what, Chris Carter came out of the supplemental draft, so there's that. There's always the name that you go back to, and there's been a few others, but we'll see how that shakes out. But, yeah, it's been gone since 2019, so I'm surprised to hear them start talking and start chirping about it again. But here we are. Well, good stuff as always, Tyler. We appreciate you. What are you working on? What can we check out at USA Today that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, so I just wrapped up a mini camp with the L.A. Rams and the Chargers, so you can check uh, my latest work on USAID.com. I have a piece on uh, Austin Eckler. It was probably going to be his last season in L.A. Uh, also, Justin Herbert, he's uh, up for a new contract extension along mm-hmm. uh, with Joe Burrow. So that's going to be two big storylines Uh entering training camp is which quarterback is going to sign that lucrative extension, Joe Burrow or uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, So those are the two biggest quarterbacks that are yet to sign a huge deal. Well, and you're about to seal the deal on a huge deal as well, right? You got the, uh, you you get, you got the wedding date planned out yet with the fiance. Oh, I've already been married. You're late on, you're late on this. My bad. (laughs) April 22nd. Yes, we got married. Uh, then so we're we're almost two months in. Okay, okay. So <laughs> when did okay? So we saw each other in Phoenix. When was that? Was that March? Um, I think was it Super Bowl? No, no. I, I thought was, I, th- I thought oh, it was the owners meeting. at the owners meeting. Yeah. Yes. So I so I was uh, about a month out then. Oh, okay. Oh well, there. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. There you Thank go. You. Well, uh, you. tell the tell the missus I said congratulations as well. It was great to uh, meet her at the owners meeting. And Tyler, it's always great to catch up with you. I appreciate you, my man. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Have a great night. All right, you too, brother. There he goes, Tyler Dragon USA Today on Twitter at the Tyler Dragon. And oh man, I was late. A couple months late. He's already a couple months into marriage. So there he goes. But a uh, good dude right there. Good friend of the show, and uh, yeah, caught up with him in Phoenix at the owners' meeting. I saw him in the Super Bowl. He actually lives there in Arizona, so uh, yeah, going to those kind of things is, is easy for him. That's just a hop in the car or hop in the Uber and go to the location. But yeah, saw him in Phoenix for the Super Bowl, then saw him again at the uh, owners' meetings, and I remember he had introduced her as his fiance, and I was like, oh, that's great, you know. So I thinking I'm being cool, Ari. I'm thinking I'm like, oh yeah, man. I mean, you're you got a, a wedding right around the corner. He's like, bruh, that's all right. Two two months in, you're two months late. So there you go. That's how it happens. Sometimes I'm late. 4.15 is the time. I'll tell you what, I'm not late on this. How about I hook it up again? Give out some more tickets. Why not? I got the hookup right now for Power Trip. All three days, huge musical music fest going on at the Empire Polo Club, home of Coachello, Indio. Three nights, 
Six bands. Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, Tool. We're hooking it up as a little Father's Day hookup this whole week long. We've been doing it. Going to give you another pair of tickets right now. Call number nine is what I'm looking for at 702-365-9200. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. To see people like that get released, like, you know, it's, especially in my position, it's like, damn, what, what did they do? Is it because of their age or anything? Like, Dalvin Cook coming off of multiple thousand-yard seasons. Like, what? I don't know. Is it money from the team? They got to pay somebody. I don't know. But, you know, it's eye-opening for sure. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Steelers running back Najee Harris right there talking about running backs. Devalue. Is it the money? Is it the position? Is it the team? It's everything. It's all the above. It's just unfortunate right now. Uh, mothers, don't let your child grow up to be a running back these days, <laughs> right? Let them be an uh, offensive lineman. Let them be an edge rusher. Let them be a wide receiver. Definitely let them be a quarterback. Corners, sure. Safeties, not so much. Linebackers, not so much. And definitely not running backs. Don't let them be a running back because running backs aren't making squat right now, and it's really a shame, and we'll see how it all shakes out when it comes to Josh Jacobs holding the franchise tag. I ultimately think, and this is just the bottom line, uh, and I think who do we have on? Ari Mayrov yesterday when he was talking about and kind of breaking down uh, you know, what the reality of the situation is. Look, he's holding a $10 million franchise tag. That's guaranteed, so start there, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's when you're looking at the contract situation, start right there. All right, he's guaranteed $10 million for this year, so if you're going to get a nice little contract extension, you have to realize it's got to be more than that. So if you give him a two-year deal with a third-year option, two years fully guaranteed, I'm looking anywhere from probably like 22 – no, excuse me, $24 million guaranteed, you know, straight up. $24 million guaranteed, that would be the, the, be the length of the first two years, and then that third-year team, team option. I know it doesn't sound like a lot. It's not. It's not great when you look at some of the money that's being rolled out there, but it's better than the alternative. Right? I mean, if they had picked up his fifth-year option, it would have been $8 million. If he plays on the one-year franchise tag, it's $10 million. Both of those are fully guaranteed. So if they give him a, a, a slight contract extension, you're not going to see a four- or five-year deal. You're just not going to see it. And if you do see it, it's funny. It's funny years. <laughs> it's, not, it's not realistic years. You know, the contracts are starting to put all those void years in there to make the contract more uh, acceptable on paper. So in reality, that's what, that's what we care about. We don't care about what the agent puts out there to, to ego boost themselves. We don't care about that. I don't care about Drew Rosenhaus and all them companies. You know, I don't care about those cats. It's all about what the real nuts and bolts of the contract are. So if you look at a, at a Josh Jacobs-type situation, and I do think that any contract extension that he gets that's more than the one-year franchise tag is going to be two, three years max. And if he gets $24 million fully guaranteed, that's the two years, and then whatever, I don't know, whatever their base salary is for year three, and that's their option. And then that's really what you're looking at. And, again, that's just kind of the reality of it. I know that they were talking about there's a possibility of a Saquon of Saquon Barkley getting a deal that's about $14 million, which was the pre-franchise tag deal that they had on the table for him. But if you look at the, again, nuts and bolts of the contract, that's not reality. It's not really 14 a year. That's more, that's more the, the agent ego number, right? And so when you go back and look at it, and this is something Ari Mayrov had pointed out, that, yeah, the, the, the value is not really there. So you have to really look at just the guaranteed money because at the end of the day, the guaranteed money is all that matters. So there's Najee Harris again talking about 
the running back position. Real quick, I did want to remind you, tomorrow we're not going to be in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Well, Ari will be. <laughs> Thanks for well, actually no. That's nah, cool. you're cool. good. You're good. I was man, gonna say look. thanks for reminding me, but yeah, you know. Sarah and Amber in today. That's true. You're good, be, right? You're yeah. gonna be on Twi- Twin Peaks weekend. on Sunday. You you you're good, man. Right. You know your boy I'm takes care of you. I'm not hating. Look, I'm your just, boy takes care of you. I you fed keep, you. I made sure you got fed today. That's true. Right. All right. Yeah, I'll man. make sure all the stuff is on point then tomorrow. I won't sabotage you, even though I'll be stuck here in the studio. Right. Well, he'll be in studio. I will be at the Sahara. I'll be at the Sahara Las yes. Vegas at the Zillow Ultra Pool. The show starts at 2, 2 to 5, obviously, like it is every single day. But that doesn't mean that you have to wait till 2 to get there. If you want to get there early, if you want to say, bump that, I'm not going to work today, that's cool. That's no problem. Not you. You can't say that. I, look, he turned his mic on <laughs> so he could be like, well, can I, is it good? I'm not going to work. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you're the only, one, the only one I don't want to listen to me. And you're the only one who can't say I'm not going to, to, to work and then show up at the pool. No, Loki, I might show up after, though. We'll talk about that Yo, later. we're going to be there after. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Vegas Jess is going to be there. That part I heard. <laughs> My boy Jam and Jay is going to be there. So all it's right. it's all going down. So I definitely encourage everyone to come on out to the Zelo Ultra Pool. I just I just threw Vegas Jess in there. I don't know if he's really going, but I just threw it out there anyway. I'm just assuming. <laughs> That's just how I roll. But, man, it's it's free parking, free entry. I know my man Vice Raider is going to be there. You got to be 21 and over, though. No new booties, right? 21 and over. You got to be there to get in, and, and everything else is good. They got the craft cocktails. They got the menu. DJ's going to be pumping the sounds. Of course, we'll be doing the show. Make sure you bring your attire to get into the water. The pool is amazing. They have multiple pools. I'm not a guy who gets in water, right? I get in the shower, but I'm barely the guy that gets into the water. I don't do that. Now, I'm going to Hawaii next week for vacation. I'm going to get in that water. <laughs> That's a little bit different. That's cut from a different cloth. I'm going to get in that water. But I, I'm not normally a fish, man. I don't really get in there and start swimming. But that pool there is awesome. So, like I said, when we're going to get there and be there a little bit later than 5 o'clock, that's because your boy is going to get in the water and chill. I ain't got no ESPN to do afterwards. So what I'm trying to tell you is I have no responsibilities after I get off the air at 5 tomorrow. So it's going down. So we're going to have a good time, and I encourage you to come on out, have a good time with us. We'll have plenty of prizes to give out. And, again, it's heading into the weekend. You got the parade on Saturday. Why not kick your weekend off a little early? Right? It's, it's, it's Have fun. Have fun with us. Azilo Ultra Pool inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. I'll be there from 2 to 5. At least the show will be going on from 2 to 5. But we're going to be there having a really good time. If you want some more information, AzilloLasVegas.com. That's A-Z-I-L-O, LasVegas.com. Again, AzilloLasVegas.com. 427 is the time. We shift our attention to the NBA. Bobby Marks, ESPN's NBA insider, join us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. I would like to thank all the naysayers out there in TV land and all over the world. The Kendrick Perkins, the Nick Wrights, the Chris Mannixes, all the people that doubted the Denver Nuggets, that picked against the Denver Nuggets every single game of every single series. And credit to Michael Malone yeah. who used that as motivation for this Denver Nuggets team. And I just think they played a big role. I think that motivated the Denver Nuggets to go all the way. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. A little edge right there from the Denver Nuggets broadcast team right there. Thanking everybody. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. Thank you for giving us the fuel to to help the Denver Nuggets get to the championship. That's what they were saying right there. One guy that they did not name was one Bobby Marks from ESPN. He's NBA's front office insider, and he joins us now on the phone lines. And, Bobby, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you. And 
What were your thoughts on Denver and their their run to the to the finals and ultimately winning the the series in five games? What did you think about Denver from the jump? Yeah, I mean, I had them basically every series. I mean, I just thought they were the you know certainly the best team in the Western Conference for for, for the majority of the season and. Um, I did not pick them in the finals, though. I picked the Heat to win. Um, you know, I'm glad my name wasn't <laughs> called off when they were doing that there. But I did pick them to beat Phoenix and the Lakers and, and Minnesota. Yeah, I just thought, you know, with, with them, as far as the body of work they've been able to do, I think, you know, certainly with Jokic and a healthy Murray, and then when you add the other players around there, um, I just thought they were the most complete team in the Western Conference, and certainly when you have, when you had a little bit of depth there with with uh, how Michael Malone used you know eight seven or eight players, uh, Jeff Brown, Bruce Brown, uh, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, um, you know it's uh, there's a reason why they won eight and one in the last nine games. Yeah, and I hate to you know fast forward and already look to the next season, but how good can this Denver Nuggets team be with everything that you just mentioned, all the players that they have, and the majority of them returning? Is this a team that is going to be a threat for some years to come? Yeah, I mean the starting five is under contract. I mean Jokic's um, supermax is, it hasn't even kicked in yet. So um, you've got um, you know certainly with the five coming back and, and Christian Brown is um, you know under contract. I think Bruce Brown is going to be the big thing as far as is he willing to kind of come back on a little bit of a discount for a year? Um, that gives you certainly more stability to, towards your bench here, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, eventually they might have some hard decisions, but at least in the short term, at least for next year, um, there's no reason why, you know, they're, you know, they shouldn't be the favorites uh, going into next season. Bobby Marks, ESPN's NBA front office insider, joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. We heard the reports and the rumors and the rumblings yesterday about Zion Williamson in New Orleans, and maybe he could be on the move before uh, next Thursday when the draft happens. What's the chances you think that Zion is not in New Orleans next year? Yeah, I mean, and I, I heard the same thing, and I think the, the one thing I, I, I disagree, and I heard a lot of people saying is that, you know, hey, get Zion out of New Orleans and into a different situation. And I, and, I, and I feel like saying, like, well, wait a minute, is he all of a sudden going to be healthy again? Right. Like, what's different from him in New Orleans than in Portland as far as the ability to, to, to stay on the, on the court there? And I think, you know, he's about to enter into his first year of this contract here. You know, when he's on the court, and that's, I know that's a big if, you know, he certainly is a difference maker here. I think it's just a matter of, where the Pelicans' patience level is with uh, with Zion Williamson. Certainly, we've heard the rumblings about the possibility to move up to two or you know maybe even three at Scoot Henderson. You know, I think to get there, it would probably cost you either Williamson um, or probably Brandon Ingram here. So, mm. I, I would say it's probably trending more towards likely that he's on a Pelicans roster. I think it certainly could change in the next in the next week here, but. I wouldn't if I was a team, you know, I wouldn't be concerned about the contract just because there's so many stipulations in there that, you know, that protects an organization as far as from games played to, you know, certainly a weight clause here. So I do think likely on the roster here, but certainly next week, you know, could you know, it certainly changed a lot of things. Right, and you know, the thing about it is I kept hearing that as well about they want to be in the top five. They want to be in the top five and, and Bobby, you kinda of touched on it. I don't see Zion getting them to the top five by themselves, right? By himself. It's going to take more than just Zion, right? I think it would. Yeah. I mean, they still have a bounty of, of picks here. So to, to, to get, I mean, two and three are valuable picks. Just be, you know, certainly we're, you know, looking at Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, um, you know, those type of players here. And I, 
I don't think Zion Williams, 114 games of Zion Williamson and the upside of him and the teeth can get you to number two just by himself. No, I don't either. I don't either. Again, we're talking with Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider for ESPN here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, we did hear about Brandon Beal, uh, yeah, Bradley Beal, excuse me, that he could be on the move, and he has a no-trade clause, so he'd have to he'd have to approve that. I'm looking at Miami and uh, just really Miami, I guess. Uh, <laughs> is, that a, is that a good fit for, for Bradley? You know, I, I wrote about when the Heat were eliminated, and I basically said they have a one-year window if they're going to go big game hunting for a player like Bradley Beal, just because how these new rules are going to be in place come next offseason, the Heat won't be able to aggregate money to go out and get a Bradley Beal or a Damian Lillard. You can't, they won't be able to put a 25 and a $20 million contract together. And they, ha- they have a window right now to go out and do it. Um, you know, certainly, we'll, we'll, you know, Tyler Hero, whether it be Duncan Robinson or Kyle Lowry, they do have some draft picks here. I think the big thing with Miami is, and they've proved that they can go out and find these under-the-radar players with, you know, with uh, Kale Martin and Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, is that Bradley Beal and Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, are you comfortable paying three guys $140, $150 million, and then your resources around them? is basically bargain shopping here. And that's, that's the big decision. You know, that's the big decision that the, the Heat will have to make. But you're right, no trade clause. He dictates the terms as far as what team he can go to. He almost dictates what the package would be. Because if, if you're him, you don't want to, um, you know, go somewhere where you're basically the roster is, takes a hit here. So I'm interested to see if we get more teams involved, you know, as far as if we learn about more teams here. But certainly I would say Miami would probably – on paper, you know, present the best uh, chance for him. Do you think that we find out how long John Morant is going to be suspended for after the draft? And if you do, how many games are – what's your gut feeling tell you about how many games he gets suspended for? You know, we were joking, me and Zach Lowe were joking today on his podcast, and I said, you know what, we're going to find out tomorrow about 5 o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what we're going to – one of those 5 o'clock news. Uh, I, it's hard for me to see it happen in um, – if it doesn't happen tomorrow – if it happens next week, taking away from what the draft is, and then you follow, you know, then you basically go right into free agency here. I think, yeah, it's 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 interesting what comes out of this here. I think there'll be something, even if it comes out that it was a toy gun here. Um, I just it's a matter of you know, if it if it was a gun, um, what are we looking at? Twenty five, thirty games potentially. And I know that's it's you know he didn't break a law, but it's as the commissioner said, it's the conduct detrimental to the rule considering that this would be a repeat offender here. He basically, you know, I think they gave him a little bit of a pass the first time here. So I think that's what you you would probably be staring at if, you know, if all the evidence is there. Talking again with Bobby Marks here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness, all things NBA. Just got a couple more questions for you. Dame Lillard, he mentioned Miami. He mentioned Brooklyn. He's been long loyal to Portland. Any chance that he gets out of Portland and he's somewhere else in 2023? You know, it's, it's up to him. You know, I mean, like, Dane can mention all the teams he wants, but unless Damian Lillard goes into Joe Cronin and their general manager's office and say, you know what, for the sake of, you know, the next three or four years and for the sake of the organization, the best thing is to do is move forward and split and, you know, for them to start building, that's really the only way that this is going to happen, you know. And, and we'll see what happens on, uh, on next Thursday. They have the third pick in the draft. Do they keep it? Do they move it? Um, what happens with Jeremy Grant here? But, 
you know, the Lillard, you know, he doesn't have a no trade clause, but he, you know, considering how much he's given back to that organization, he, I, I think he, he consider considered he does, but, but nothing happens in there until, you know, Lillard, you know, basically raises his hand and says, I want out. Right, exactly. It's going to be going to be very interesting. Dame's been there in Portland forever, as we all know, and I just, I, it's hard for me to see him somewhere else, but things happen and things change. Again, we're talking with Bobby Marks here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So how about Kyrie? Dallas can offer him the most money. Is he going to re-sign there, or is he going to try to make a, a move out west? Yeah, I mean, really, Dallas is really the logical destination as you hit it right in the head as far as offering him the most money. I, I don't see the Lakers coming into play unless it's a sign-in trade, and I think the Mavericks' cooperation. You know, we certainly have heard Houston because they've, you know, they're sitting on about $60 million. I, it's hard for me to think that they would commit $47 million to Kyrie Irving. I think for them, it's, they're looking to try to split that up into two or three players. Um, so I do think all signs, you know, probably do lead back to Dallas. It, it, man, that's a lot of money. So it's going to be hard for for him to say, "Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want to get that money." But that's that's interesting. How close do you think Dallas is with the healthy Kyrie and Luca looking like he's in shape? I saw some pictures of him the other day. It looks like he's really in shape. What else does Dallas need? Well, they, you know, they've got the tenth pick in the draft. So you know, do you go young with a big wing? You know, there's a lot of big wings in this draft here. Do you look to move it? You know, they've got to get better defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be the big thing here. Um, how do they get better defensively? Um, you know, if, if if you do resign Kyrie, is it through the draft? Is it through free agency here? I'm interested to see a full year with these two players here. I'm, I'm certainly not going to put them up, up with the favorites, but I, I would I would you know I would say if Kyrie does resign, it's like what else is next, right? What else? Mm-hmm. What other pieces out there um, can you add to that roster? They got to get better defensively. They they really do. And, I mean, they had a hell of a squad back in 2011, Bobby. They got that title, and then, well, it's all fallen apart since then, and they've got some players, but they definitely need uh, to add some more. Good stuff as always, Bobby. We definitely appreciate you. You mentioned the podcast. Uh, you you guys uh, talking about uh, everything under the sun when it comes to the NBA. Uh, what's all on the podcast that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, Zach Lowe and Jonathan Gavoni, who's our draft uh, expert, you know, we we, uh, we did basically nuts and bolts today. <laughs> we covered everything, and that's uh, you can find that on uh, on certainly on iTunes there. And the draft is coming up next week. We'll look forward to that, and free agency is right after that. And of course, that is the fun time. The NBA offseason is almost like no other. Bobby, thanks so much for your insight. We definitely appreciate you this afternoon. Yep, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. There he goes. Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider from ESPN, does a fantastic job, covers everything under the sun when it comes to the NBA. Uh, Him and Zach Lowe do a great job. We definitely appreciate a few minutes of their time this afternoon. Speaking of this afternoon in time, 442 is the time. We'll come back, take a quick break, close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Man, we've had a busy show. Just like that, you look up and it's over. From Vinny Bonsignor, joining us at 2.30. We had Sarah and Amber from Twin Peaks at 3. You want to go vote for Sarah? She's Miss Henderson right now. But she wants to be Miss Twin Peaks. You can go to MissTwinPeaks2023.com. Vote for Sarah. You have, let me look at the, hold on. You have four days, 22 hours, 14 minutes and 33 seconds to get your vote on. A lot of people hit us up on Twitter and said, Hey, Q, tweet out a couple pictures. Do this, that, and the other. We have. Ari did his job. Ari took some pictures. And then I tweeted, and he tweeted, and we're making it happen, and Amber tweeted. So uh, we're very active. We're on the campaign trail. So shout out. And then Ari is going to be at Twin Peaks on Sunday, and you'll be there from 4.30 to 6.30 tomorrow. 
Sarah is actually going to be doing an autograph signing of pictures, and she's going to leave a stack for you. So not only do you have T-shirts to give out, not only will you have tickets to give out, but you'll also have pictures of Sarah that are autographed with a little message saying, go vote, go vote, That's go right. vote. You'll have that with you, too. You never know. She could be a, a big star. You could have something there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's like, just come on out and see me. Yeah, just come on. I, I got the hookup. They, you know, obviously the food is fantastic. We got a oh, great yes. sample of the food, three bags of food, and, well, it's almost gone oh, now. It's on my desk. They're almost gone now. Like, you do realize that, right? Almost all the food is gone. I went in there. I'll tell you, there's three huge stacks of food. Huge, right? Three, or three bags that have plenty of food in them. The good thing is I don't eat when we're on the, we're on the radio. I really don't. I try not to. But I did know that there was plenty of food there, so I was like, well, let me at least go in there and just check it out real quick. They brought some chips and queso. Uh, you know, there were some chicken tenders in there. There was some nice salad in there. There was, there was a lot of good stuff in there. I literally got three chicken tenders. Three. <laughs> That's rough. I, I, I got a couple. I mean, the good thing I got is a couple the, extra for the, you. <laughs> the good thing is, no, the good thing is that, like I said, I don't really eat while we're on the radio just because I, I don't like to get that feeling of, right. I don't know, just a weird yeah, feeling. I get it. I'm the but it's so funny. We mentioned it multiple times how food goes. There were so many people. Robin from sales was in the in the uh, kitchen eating. Everyone just all of a sudden it's like I can smell it. Like it's like like bloodhounds come out. Oh, there's food. Robin Ooh. actually came to me about like oh, this is a long time ago, like noon or something, and she was like, "Hey, do you want to split a sandwich?" Which is you know just she's like, "I think I'm gonna go grab a sandwich," and I was like, "Hold on." You, you might want to just wait. So. Oh, so you 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 put her on alert. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm Robin, yes. Oh, no, no, no. There's some bad. people. I'm going to just say I don't care who's listening. I'm not going to bat for some people. Like, you're just going to have to find it yourself. But Robin's cool. She's, she's Robin people, always. So. She's the best. And she always hooks me up with food. She does. That's what I was about yeah, to say. She always is offering food. And normally, Demond's like, oh, hell yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> right? Demond is, remember old school Mikey? Are you old enough to remember old school Mikey? Like, he'll eat it. Oh yeah! Remember, wow. Mikey wow, likes it. He likes everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's he that's the mon. <laughs> there is nothing that is warm, cold, as long as it's food in some kind of capacity. That's funny. That Demond will not eat every single time. And Robin is a sweetheart, like you said. She she will offer. She'll get a sandwich or something, uh, you know, and, and and it's too big, and she's like, oh. Uh, you want half this sandwich or something? She always is offering something. Every now and then, she makes some bomb chicken matzo ball soup. And with no, oh, like, she just you makes it because like she's just, yeah. no, she's just awesome. Like, there's no rumor, there's no kissing up. She just comes in one day and is like, hey, everyone, I've got chicken soup. And she'll come to me and be like, hey, you might want to grab your bowl real quick because people are about to go, you know. So she hooks it up. So shout out to her. <laughs> That's funny. I like it. I like it. But anyway, so the, yeah, the, uh, the, the food, the food is just about gone. But uh, that was cool. So they were, they were in the building, Sarah and Amber. We appreciate them. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, he joined the show talking all things A's and Raiders move. Tyler Dragon talking all things NFL. And then we just talked to Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider. So, again, very active, very active show. Uh, tomorrow, be out and about. Won't be in studio. We'll be at the Sahara Las Vegas inside the Izilo Ultra Pool. Excited about that. I mean, this is amazing. LED video wall if you haven't been there. Poolside cabanas, day beds, perfect. You want to have a party tomorrow? Let's do it. You want to have a party over the weekend? Let's do it. It's all available for you. Parking is free. Entry is free. All you got to do is come on in and be 21. Just be 21, right? No, no new booties. You know, you got you to gotta be, be legal. You got to be 21. Once you're, once you're 21, you're good to go. So AzilaLasVegas.com. Of course, we'll be there broadcasting the show from 2 to 5, but uh, we'll get there a little bit early and we'll stay a little bit late. Matter of fact, we may stay a lot, a lot late. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. No responsibilities on Friday. All I have to do, this is all I have to do. This is what's in my repertoire. This is what's on my schedule to do for the next couple days, Ari. You do the show tomorrow from the Azilo Ultra Pool. Whatever time that ends, it ends. Whatever time we decide to get up out of there. I'll tell you right now, the pool closes. <laughs> I'm already looking at closures. The pool closes at, let's see, what time? Hmm. I fancy that they haven't told me what time. <laughs> Which means. You need that website like Twin Peaks. I know. I, did, I don't have it on site. I thought I had it on here what time. I guess not. Well, I'm about to reverse jinx you for your benefit. Okay. I'm sure you won't get any texts or calls from, from staff running around going crazy needing things here at the radio station while you're on your uh, weekend. So, Oh, it's, it's, it don't I'm matter. Sure. It don't matter. Anyway, my first thing I have to do outside of doing the, the show tomorrow afternoon is get my hair cut on Saturday morning. <laughs> so I'm good. All right. I'm good. <laughs> I, I know where I have to be at 930. Normally it's 9, but on Saturday it'll be 930. I got to be in the cut. So sometime in between 5... And 9.30, <laughs> I'll make my beeline to the house. I like it. Yeah, so we'll have, we'll have a good time. I definitely encourage everybody to come on out and hang out with us. And then I definitely encourage everybody to go over to Twin Peaks on Sunday and hang out with you 4.30 to 6.30 as you'll have plenty of uh, prizes to give out and great food, great drinks, you know, just good atmosphere. Uh, I love a great sports bar. That's what I do. Uh, real quick, they actually have a special on Father's Day. I'll just mention real quick. Okay, go it for is it. a 22-ounce uh, draft plus a cheeseburger. And fries for ten bucks. Oh, is that it? That is pretty. Oh, that is good. Amazing. No, that is good. That is good. That might make me say, "Oh, I don't need to do anything with the with the fam. I'll just go down (laughs) to Twin Peaks. It's right around the corner from the house. I'll just go to Twin Peaks and celebrate my own Father's Day with a couple brewskis and some sports. Keep the beer and the fries, and that's still a heck of a deal, if you ask me. No, you're right. You're right about that. So there you go. Good, good special that uh, Ari will be telling you all about on Sunday at Twin Peaks. Robin Oakland hit us up on the DontBeBroke.com text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Said the quarterback position requires more consistent and intense focus, discipline, and preparation than maybe any other position in team sports. It's a burnout job. As a Raider, Derek dealt with more drama than any player should have to handle and must have been emotionally depleted after the end of the 2021-2022 season. I'm actually impressed he hadn't slipped up prior to last season. As a fan, I don't know what's going on in players' lives, but Derek made some surprisingly bad throws and decisions last season. I thought it was a new system, but I'm not surprised something else was going on. It's possible to recognize DC performed poorly without thrusting all the blame on him. I believe our problems are multifaceted. Uh, yeah, multifaceted. Uh, that's Rob in Oakland. And yeah, you're, you're right. It's always good to hear from Rob. He always breaks it down, really good text. Uh, you know, and and goes into some good detail, and that's that's why I when I started the show and talked about the piece that was about Derek Carr and him saying that the Raiders didn't get his best in 2022. I wanted to make it perfectly clear that we were in no way trying to blame him for the six and eleven record. No way trying to say it's a hundred percent on him. Uh, that's that's one thing that I wanted to make sure was perfectly clear. There is enough blame to go around when you're six and eleven. There is plenty of blame to go around. It's not just one man's one man's uh, responsibilities. But with that being said. With him saying what he said in the article that was out on the RJ right now, and you can check it out if you choose to, Derek Carr says Raiders didn't get my best last season. A couple things just kind of you know popped out to me that really caught my attention. So, Rob, it's all like I said, it's always great to hear from you. Thanks so much for that text. Uh, Jim from Yonkers said, let's not forget what the Raiders went through in 2021 and then get a whole new coaching staff. It might have just been time to move on. Going back to preseason, even Tom Brady at 44 played in preseason last year. I think Mahomes played too. Don't know why some of these guys feel like they don't need it. It shows in the first two games. Maybe for tomorrow, what position do you think will be the best? I think the offensive line. The coach learned from a great one in New England. Thank you. That's from Jim and Yonkers. And 
maybe a, a little show question that we can have for tomorrow. What position could potentially be the best for the Raiders in 2023? As a good little tease for tomorrow, Ari, I'll wheels throw it out there. Yeah, the wheels like, are spinning. <laughs> we kind of did this little bit of breakdown, strongest position group, weakest position group, X-factor position group. We kind of did this already. But as far as just the best, what do you think the best position will be? What do you What do you think? Yeah, you, dummy. Oh, me over here? Yeah, <laughs> this guy pointed at himself. Uh, he, this guy pointed at him like, me? You talking to me? Yeah, you. Uh, I, I, yeah, big dummy. I'm going to – this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Devontae, uh, with the wide receiver. Yeah, and I, I, I think that that's it. I mean, I, I like think – It's got to be, right? If, I would I mean, think so. Because they're going to make an impact this year. Well, just because you have so many so many bodies, so much talent in the room, right? I mean, they've, they've clearly upgraded the wide receiver position. Devontae Adams is, you know, obviously the cream of the crop. But Jacoby Myers ain't no slouch. Then again, I got to put a little asterisk. All right, go on to do we it. We don't know who's going to be QB1 at that point, so that might have a little something to do well, with Well, I don't that. think it, it – that doesn't mess up the wide receiver's room. It might mess up the production. Correct. So maybe that's a conversation. Huh. What, what position on the team will produce more right. or be responsible for more production in 2023? That's a good question. I like it. That's Ari. At Ari <laughs> Produces on Twitter. On our Wheels of Steel today, we definitely appreciate him. We appreciate all the feedback on both the don'tbebroke.com text line and, of course, the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Remember, the morning tailgate will not be uh, heard tomorrow. You'll hear uh, JT the Brick at noon. And of course, Unnecessary Roughness 2 to 5 will be at the Zelo Ultra Pool inside the Sahara Las Vegas from 2 to 5 and beyond. We're like, what's that movie? Infinity and beyond. <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story. It's Radio 920. Have a good one.